fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You're darn right it is. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. It is a Monday, the post-Christmas celebration. I hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas celebration. I know I did. I got to admit, it was hard to get back into the groove of things today. After a three-day weekend, which I don't get very often at all, and I mean like three days, didn't have to work at the radio state, didn't have to come in, didn't have to do stuff. I zoned out. I enjoyed the festivities. I like sunk my mind totally into it, and it was hard getting up and moving this morning. It was hard getting back into it, but I feel rejuvenated. I feel ready to go. I feel refreshed. I am ready for 2022. I am more excited, I think, than I have ever been excited for something since I was like a kid going to Disney World. And I'm telling you, that's pretty exciting. This is taking it to the entirely new level. Hey, welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. Your Millennial General reporting for duty here on a post-Christmas. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot of things I want to get to, some things, uh, some observations. Let's put it that way. Observations over the weekend into your Christmas. We'll talk about the Christmas breakdown here in just a second. Lawrence Mead, he is a professor of politics at the University of New York. We'll be joined by him at the bottom of the hour to talk about the border crisis. We'll talk about American culture. We'll talk about assimilation. Can we get back to that point in society where we actually have assimilation in American culture? Or is it too far gone? And how do we bring that back into it? It'll be a fascinating conversation. Really looking forward to chatting with him coming up at the bottom of the hour again. Merry Christmas to you. Get ready for a happy new year here in just a few days as well. Hopefully you actually got some time off. I got to admit, on Friday, Christmas Eve, I uh, Mrs. Voice of Reason cooking, baking, doing the thing, making her stuff happen. She goes, oh, no, my pie crust broke. I need to go and get pie crust. I said, don't worry about it. I got it. You just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, the little store that we had near us didn't have it. The other little store near us didn't have it. So I had to drive. I went to the grocery store. Massive amounts of people. Massive amounts of people. Everybody getting all ready for the last minute goodies, which normally I'm annoyed by it. Then I realized that I was there because of an emergency. I saw most people then weren't getting like their big piles of things. They were just getting the last minute emergency. So I say good for them. I don't know if things were open on Christmas. That's always a pet peeve of mine that I have of people actually going on the holiday on Thanksgiving Day on Christmas Day because, oh, no, I didn't plan ahead of time. Now I have to go get this stuff and make someone else stay away from their families. I don't like that. It bothers me. I know stores like to stay open during the holidays 24-7 just for your convenience. That, to me, just shows the lack of preparation some people have. But I tell you what, Christmas Eve was crazy busy. And it was good to see because everybody was actually cheerful and happy. But we got done. We had our wonderful dinner. We enjoyed that night. uh, Christmas morning, obviously, uh, little voice of reason, our little daughter, seven years old, super excited, woke us up right, I, I want to say about 6, 6.30, and she had a Christmas of a lifetime. Now, I was conflicted by a few things, but she made out like a bandit. Not only did she get her big like Barbie dream house that she wanted, her Barbie dream house that she absolutely loves, but she also got some really cool stuff. She got a an iPad tablet for 
her schooling. Like we put like the ABC mouse and stuff on there. Not going to have her put a bunch of games and things on there. I don't need her focusing on that. She's seven years old, doesn't need to be focused on a screen, and she doesn't quite grasp it. Although she does like to play video games on occasion, it's for the educational purposes. Um, she also got, I don't know, a whole bunch of other stuff, which was crazy. She had a lot of fun. Uh, but the technology was interesting because we spent the day after we opened up all the gifts. We had a great time, had a great breakfast, had you know the leftovers and everything. We ended up watching movies, which is kind of our tradition for Christmas. I watched the new Matrix. We have the HBO Max. We watched the Matrix Resurrections. And I don't care what anybody says. That movie's awesome. It's nostalgic. I love the fourth. I, I was a huge fan of the original ones. I think it is super deep when it talks about life or spirituality or, you know, the system bogging you down and breaking through the matrix and everybody trying to make you seem like you're crazy when you break through the matrix and then you open your eyes and, wow, look, there is a world after this. And it is a system trying to keep you oppressed and keep you down. Uh, they try to tie it into capitalism or to, you know, government, whatever. You can look at it any way you want to. I find it, number one, super entertaining. I loved how they tied in the three movies prior to and tied it into what's going on now. I love the spiritual aspects of many of it as well. And just the government version of it, of the government keeping you to the grind. And we're seeing it happen right before our eyes right now, are we not? We're seeing, obviously, the high inflation. You need to keep working. You need to work an extra job. You know, you need the government assistance. Just keep grinding, keep grinding, keep grinding. Don't enjoy life. Just keep buying things. Don't enjoy life. Just go out and get the vaccine. Don't enjoy life and spend time with family and, family and friends for the holidays. Go and get the vaccine. Check the vaccine cards at the door. And make sure that your family is vaccinated or else they can't actually come into the family dinner for Christmas. I don't know how many people actually did that. And if you did, then shame on you. But some people are crazy. <laughs> and we know that because Joe Biden's in office. How you doing, Joe? You feeling good today? Feel all right? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. No, but you did tell yourself to go blank yourself. So that was entertaining. We'll get to that here in a second as well if you end up missing that. That honestly made <laughs> made my Christmas Eve. That made my Christmas Eve when I saw that clip. We were out seeing some Christmas lights, driving around, and it had just gotten dark. And I saw the clip on social media of Joe Biden taking a phone call at NORAD saying Merry Christmas to people, trying to act like he actually cares about the common folk, trying to act like he can relate to the common folk while holding a conversation. And someone had mentioned, let's go, Brandon. And it worked out beautifully. So we'll play that clip here in just a minute as well. There are a few things, though, that I, again, observations from the holiday. After watching The Matrix, which, again, highly recommend, was a great movie, thought it was awesome. That was my Christmas Day. Was watch oh, We watched it twice, actually, because it was that good. And I, I love to go back and watch and find the little bitty hidden gems in there, the little bitty, you know, secrets, the things that you may have missed the first time. And my wife fell asleep the first time. That's why we watched it the second round. But I watched it twice. It was great. I love it. Can't wait for it to come out on DVD, and I'll get that one. The second movie that we watched, and this, this one we watched yesterday, I highly recommend. Now, I warn you. You will get very angry with it. You will get very frustrated with it. And you will see so many similarities in society today that it will blow your mind and it will make your brain hurt. But it's needed, and I think we need to watch this to be aware of how far we've come. You know the frog that sits in the boiling water, and the more it boils, the less you notice it until it's too late because you don't recognize that the water's boiling and getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And before you know it, then you're dead because it's too late. Uh, the more you watch this movie... It was kind of that aha moment of how far we've come in society to disengage, to not be connected to reality, and to make 
everything divisive. Now, I get it. I'm a political talk show host. We talk about very divisive things. We try to bring it into a common sense realm to bring wisdom and guidance into the conversation. So that way we can actually have a, a decent understanding of the world and be able to counter it based on common sense and reality. But there are a lot, a lot of people that don't do that, especially the younger generation who focuses so much time on social media that it's right in front of your eyes. Now, this movie, to me, was a symbol of a lot of things going on right now, but you could take it however you want to. I don't know if you've seen the new movie. It's called Don't Look Up, and it's with Leonardo DiCaprio and the gal from, what is it, The Hunger Games, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. And there are two scientists that go to the president of the United States and say, we have calculated that in six months' time, there is an asteroid that is going to hit Earth that is going to be catastrophic. It is going to be a catastrophic. I'm not going to give the whole thing away, but this is what's going on in the pr promo, so I can give you this a little bit. That's a, this asteroid's going to hit, this comet's going to hit Earth, it's going to be big enough, it's bigger than Mount Everest, it's going to destroy the Earth and everything on it. You need to be aware of this, it's happening in six months' time. And the politics of the day said, well, is there a 100% certainty it's going to? Oh, it's not that big of a political issue. We're going into midterm elections. I don't know if I want a doom and gloom campaign. We don't want to touch this right now. Then, of course, some politics happens. They're like, okay, now we're going to address it, but we're going to bring in a corporation to come in and mine it because we found out there's trillions and trillions of dollars of actual mining, you know, uh, different golds and metals and whatever on this and diamonds. So we're going to harvest it. It's going to be great. They, they botched the entire thing. If I'm giving this away, spoiler alert, I'll give you a forewarning. At the end of it, the government has no clue what they're doing. They try and get rid of all the competition of other governments that wants to actually get rid of the comment, uh, the comment, and they end up destroying the world. I know, spoiler alert, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but I, I have to explain this because it drives me nuts where they could have prevented it. They had six months' time to prevent it, and no one took them seriously. They went to the media. Media's like, oh, great. Is, is it going to like hurt a house? Like, What do we need to be aware of? They're like, no, this is literally going to destroy the world. And they laugh it off. They joke about it. They dismiss it. You start to see it in the sky as it gets closer. They do social media videos. Hey, look, there's a comet in the sky. It's coming to destroy the Earth. Look up. Hashtag just look up. And then this whole social media crap starts. Just look up. It's happening right here. It's right in front of your eyes. Reality, the real world is happening right here. Look at this. It's about to destroy us. We better do something about this. The political opposition, who doesn't like the fact that they were called out for not doing anything on the campaign trail, says, starts a campaign, hashtag don't look up. It's a conspiracy to look up. It's a, it's a bunch of communists wanting you to look up there. The virtue signaling drove me nuts because there are so many issues right now that are literally destroying society from budget and government spending and inflation and the debt and American culture with assimilation and the crises going on all over the globe and this massive government control over the Green New Deal and over your life to where, again, I, and this is still up for an offer, and you can email me at network at gmail.com. Name one single thing in your life that you can do, that you can wear, that you have, that you're allowed to say. Something that is not regulated, that is not controlled, that is not licensed, that is not taxed, that is not controlled in some way, shape. Name one thing in your life that is not controlled by the government in some way, shape, or form, either through a regulation, a tax, or a license you have to get in order to do it.
One thing, the clothes that you wear that has to go through some FDA approval to make sure that there's no certain chemicals in them. You have to go through the government program in order to be able to sell them through the consumer market. Anything. And then you look back 100 years ago on how people were literally like sewing the cotton together to make your shirt just to be able to survive. Oh, how the times have changed. The virtue signaling to where people don't understand how real it actually is. So you have to start a social media campaign, a hashtag, to get people to be aware of it. And then there's opposition on social media saying that it's not true. I'm telling you, as frustrating as that movie was, it was such an eye-opener because it's so true today. There's literally an asteroid in the sky about ready to destroy the world. And there are people saying, don't look up. It's just a conspiracy because... Obviously, the politics in it, we didn't mess, we didn't solve it. We messed up the issue. We don't want you to look at it. Hashtag don't look up. I think COVID's a prime example of that right now, isn't it? They botched the COVID pandemic. They politicized it to the nth degree. And then when we say, wait, we may not need a vaccine because it's an Omicron variant that does nothing more than give you the sniffles. They say you're fake news, that you're not a medical professional, that you're going to kill people, and that you have to get the vaccine. Don't listen to these naysayers. Don't listen to the opposition. There's such a control in media, there's such a control in the mindset, there's such a control in the narrative today that it's all virtue signaling. And then when we do have a catastrophic event, we're going to bankrupt the nation, raising the debt ceiling again, spending all our money on social programs and this garbage safety net, all this crap where we think that we're living this nice, cushy, comfortable life from the government providing it to us. It's not true. It's going to collapse. That's just virtue signaling, Andy. That's just trying to create paranoia and hype. Don't listen to him. He's nuts. He's a conspiracy theorist. He doesn't understand the system. He doesn't understand politics. Ignore it. Continue on down the road. Live comfortably, right? Tony, it's an eye-opener. Need to watch it yourself. Don't look up. It's The Voice Reason. Stay right here. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. I want to give a shout out to the Ops Lens team as well and all the family over there listening, watching. Welcome aboard. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the show like you do every day now. Since we've been on Ops Lens in a week, we've already seen an increase on podcast downloads for the show. Thank you for that. You can find us on any of your favorite podcasting sites at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Also getting it on the stream for the Ops Lens. We'll share that out to the social media as well. All over the place. Find us online at Hoosier Reason. That's at H-O-O-S-E-R. Like the state of Indiana, the Hoosiers, but no I there. H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. You can also find us on our website at HoosierReason.com. There's another website that is oh, that is active right now. It's not complete, so I'm not going to give it out yet. But there's some really cool stuff coming by uh, really by next week for the beginning of the year and a couple weeks thereafter as well. So some really cool stuff coming with the show, with the network that I have as well, with the Hoosier Media Network, with OpsLens and all the stuff we're doing with them. So welcome aboard and thanks for joining us. The virtue signaling, it really is a concern because do we know how to actually stop ridiculousness? We're starting to wake up and realize it again. It's been a while and it took us a while to kind of shake the cobwebs off, but we're starting to wake up. This movie really shook me and it was a, it, again it was frustrating it was a good movie it was okay i mean overall it was kind of predictable i was waiting because there's one of two endings when you have an asteroid coming to the earth it either blows everything up like uh what was that uh nicholas cage movie knowing that was a really good movie too i enjoyed that one so either everything does blow up and you kill everybody or they save everybody at the last minute like armageddon which was another really great movie. So you only have one or two options or you can't really go in the middle. And I was curious how they were going to do that. Outside of that, it was predictable. It was entertaining. It was fun. But it was a deeper issue that really bugged the crap out of me. And that was the fact that do we actually know how to solve anything or is it all political in society? Is it all political in today's times? We can't actually think about something normal. We can't think about it in reality. Hey, there's an asteroid coming. It's going to destroy the Earth. Okay, well, you know what? Hashtag don't look up. It's a conspiracy. Really? Hey, there are other ways to solve COVID by healthy diets, by staying healthy, by not being extremely obese, by taking vitamins, by, you know, drinking certain antiviral teas. There are ways to stop COVID than just a vaccine. Don't look that way. That's a conspiracy. Come on, man. It's there in front of us. Do we know how to actually fight this? I think we do. And it made me optimistic going into the end of the year because we see people now just saying, I'm not complying. I'm just not doing it. Maybe I got the vaccine, but I'm not abiding by your nice little vaccine cards, your nice little red tape, your red, you know, your regulations to say either do this or else we destroy you. And more and more people are just saying, I'm not complying and I'm not doing it. And we're starting to shake the government, which is why they're in panic mode. But we also have a leader that's not probably the most genius individual at all as after Christmas Eve, him being on a virtual call with NORAD and talking to people saying Merry Christmas, trying to act like he actually, you know, can relate to common folk and 
This kind of happened on live TV or wherever it was streaming. We have a two-year-old. Well, well, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas. And by the way, you guys have to be in bed by 9 o'clock, you know, and asleep between 9 and 12, or he doesn't show up. This isn't to you, Jared. This is to the kids. That's right. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, okay. Christmas and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> that right there, my friend. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If I could say let's go, Brandon, to Joe Biden himself, I'd be so happy. That I mean, come on. How many people get to go on national television with the president of the United States and say, let's go, Brandon? And the guy agrees with you. I'm special. Oh, man. When I saw that, it was it, it was a Christmas miracle in the making right there. You want to Now, again, virtue signal, okay, you made the comment, ha-ha, it's funny. Can we actually fight the guy based on his actual politics? Yes, we can, and we are, and we're going to in 2022. Wait for the midterm elections. It's going to be exciting. But when the guy, you know what it means, right? Blankety-blank Joe Biden. He's essentially telling himself to, <laughs> and yet he's the leader of the free world. That was outstanding. He's a jackass. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Well, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas. And by the way, you guys have to be in bed by 9 o'clock, you know, and asleep between 9 and 12, or he doesn't show up. This isn't to you, Jared. This is to the kids. That's right. <laughs> well, I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. I, I mean, he's got to know what that means, right? He's got to know what that means by now with how far that's going. Now, what's funny about the entire video, if you're actually watching, Jill, his wife, is sitting there just shaking her head. <laughs> At the, if you listen on later on, he tries to ask, because I cut it off. Boom, he's done. He's out. And uh, uh, Joe tries to continue to ask him questions. Where are you from again? And, oh, I think we lost him. And Jill, yeah, yeah, we lost him. 
We lost him. Welcome back into the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Half hour left. Fastest hour of radio on radio, plus the live streaming, podcasting, and wherever you may be watching or listening, the multiple TV stations, radio stations, and the live stream we have. Thanks again to the OpsLens team as well. Hat tip to you guys on the live stream. Let's get into what's trending today. What do you say? Maybe. Yeah. What's trending today? Hey, there we go. We do want to talk about a few issues after your Christmas celebration. Again, hope you had a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year's to you coming up this week. I am excited to have on the program some of the issues that we are looking towards in 2022. Getting ready for the midterm elections, solving some of the issues. Obviously, we have work to do with you know the economy, raising the debt ceiling, inflation issues, trying to get the consumer uh, supply chain issues all fixed up. Then we also have the government safety net and government spending and immigration problem and so on and so forth. But to talk about some of these, what can we do? What kind of mindset do we need to have moving into the new year? He is a professor of politics at New York University. You can find his latest piece as well as article at a townhall.com as a columnist on the border crisis, American culture, assimilation. Is it still there? And how do we get it back? Excited to have on here Professor Larry Mead with us here. Professor, how are you, my friend? Good, good. Hey, very good. Merry Christmas to you, and uh, hopefully you guys had a great holiday. Uh, we did. Yeah, fantastic. Talk about this border crisis. I know it's getting worse. We continue to hear caravans in the 800,000s, yeah. in the 300,000s. Yeah. We're not doing anything here. Is there a way that we can actually fix this problem, or is it just going to get incrementally worse as it goes along? I, I think it requires that the Biden administration be a number of under enough pressure to change their policies. What they need to do is change the rules to the extent that they can so they can close the border. Mm. Now, they can't do that completely because the rules, some of them, require that the border remain open. So part of the problem is legal, that the laws really don't allow the border to be closed. Uh, Nonetheless, you can do a number of things to make it tougher. And that's what Trump did. Yeah. Uh, and now under Biden, we're not doing those things. In fact, Biden has made it clear that he's in favor of a much more open border than Trump. So the problem's going to continue as long as Biden is in office, unless there can, unless there's enough pressure from Congress to force him to change. And that might happen because I, I think this issue could could end up dominating the midterm election. I think it really could. And now the administration's already botched it, as you mentioned. Not only do they want open borders, they gave Kamala Harris the duty to be the head of the task force to solve yeah. it. That obviously didn't go anywhere. So are they? do you think they're already starting to get some political heat for kind of that failure in the task yep. force? I think certainly Democrats running for Congress or in Congress and trying to stay in Congress uh, in the coming year are putting heat on them, because this is the issue that they don't really have an answer to. As long as Biden is in office, they really can't take the steps they need to shut the border. But they could, if forced by Congress, make a number of changes. That would be really nice. Now, let's look at the states here, the constitutional ability to do this. Are states able, the the, the border states, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, California on that front, are they able to take matters into their own hands based on a quote-unquote invasion yeah. or based on the failure of the federal government to do their duty? What legal uh, ability do they have? Yeah, that that is in question right now. That's in the courts. Uh, in theory, immigration policy is a federal matter. Yeah. States cannot make general policy, but they are allowed to maintain law and order. Yeah. And if law and order is threatened by immigration, then they have a case to send in their own police and try to shut the border, at least in their part of the border. Now, I don't think that that's going to go very far until the courts have decided, but I certainly think that's quite reasonable. If, in fact, 
the federal government is not able to shut the border, then the states have got to take action. What's been frustrating about this, and not just immigration, but a lot of political issues, is that states, you know, Democrat states, for example, have tried to take matters into their hands on Second Amendment issues, for example, and say, oh, we're going to do things at the statewide level when the Constitution says, hey, federal government handles these issues. But then when the federal government doesn't handle them, then the states are kind of just left stranded to try and pick up the pieces. And it's been kind of frustrating, I'm sure, for most of them. I think that's right. The thing most Americans don't understand is that actually states have more general power to act than the federal government. In theory, the federal government is limited to certain functions specified in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution. And even though those powers have been expansively interpreted by the courts, they still are far from complete powers, whereas the states have all the other powers. They have a residual power, which is called the police power, and they can take general action to safeguard the public welfare without tracing it to a particular constitutional requirement. So, for example, during the worst of the COVID battles, it was actually the governors that had the power to to set policy. And the federal government really didn't have that power. They had a power only about their own workers. They could tell them that they had to go and get vaccinated, for example. But the states can do much more. And I think something similar to that applies in immigration. Moving beyond just immigration, but the states' rights versus yeah. federal rights, this whole federalist power as well, as you mentioned, do you think states are starting to try and flex their powers a little bit more than what they have in the past? Obviously, with national COVID vaccine yeah. mandates, with uh, some of the federal taxes that yeah. have come down, and the abuse of, you know, if you sign on to get this, uh, you know, COVID-19 relief money, then you can't do anything with your state tax rates. I mean, are states starting to try and push back a little bit? Uh, yep, I think they are. And, and these are obviously issues that are going to be adjudicated in the courts. Uh, there isn't uh, a clear-cut decision here. I think there's going to be confusion. Uh, and I think it's just inevitable. Uh, the, the public wants action, but it's unclear who's in charge. Yeah. yeah, that's frustrating. We're talking with Professor Lawrence Mead, professor of politics at New York University. You can find his latest column, The Border Crisis and American Culture, on townhall.com. Let's talk about American culture for a second. With so many people yeah. coming in, not through the legal system, just waltzing right in, doing yeah. the, the, the whatever process they're trying to do, the open borders that we have. Assimilation is kind of an, a topic and a discussion yeah. and even a word that we don't even talk about a whole lot anymore. Can we get back no, we to don't. actually assimilating to American culture? Uh, well, but the thing that we have to face is that American culture is, is at risk now in a general way, which wasn't true before. A hundred years ago, most of the immigrants were coming from Europe, and therefore they had a lot in common with the people who were already here, because America had been populated primarily from, from Europe. But now they're coming from the non-Western world, where we typically have a much less individualist culture, where people are less ready to assume responsibility for themselves. What they basically do is engage in survival. They simply adjust from day to day, but they don't take long-run action towards getting ahead. That's a feature only of an individualist culture. So America has that in general, but the people coming in now have to learn that way of life, and that is a major change. So it's going to take a struggle. It's going to take a couple of generations. But if we don't limit immigration, it's going to be impossible to have it succeed even then. So assimilation is indeed the bottom line. But to face that, we're going to have to shut the border at least enough, I estimate, it's got to come down by about a half, unless we can get the immigration down 
to half what it is now, including the legal and the illegal, then assimilation is going to lag. It's going to fall back, and the country will change its character in a way that most people don't want. Well, and I think we're already starting to see that. Is that why yeah. overall in general society is starting to be more open and more welcome to socialist policies, safety nets, government taking control because of this yeah. groupthink mindset? Not not really. It's a group mindset in the sense that people in the non-West don't think of themselves as much as individuals as they do in the Western world. Mm. But that doesn't mean that they're in favor of big government attitudes. Remember, the poor countries they're coming from are too poor to have welfare states. They don't have welfare and other public services in these countries. On the contrary, uh, the governments are mostly out for themselves. They're very weak and very ineffective. And that's why people are fleeing to America. So it isn't that they're in favor of big government. The big government we have is the doing mostly of individualist people in the Western world. It is not the doing of people from the non-West. So that isn't our real danger. The danger, rather, is that the people coming in now don't understand the American way of life, which is all about individuals pursuing their own goals and also doing so with moralistic attitudes about right and wrong. That is what you don't find in the non-West. And people coming from those worlds are going to have a hard time adjusting. So, And it's a worse problem than what we faced 100 years ago because those immigrants, again, were mostly coming from Europe, and therefore they were more compatible yeah. with America coming in than they are today. So assimilation is indeed the challenge, but we can't even get to that unless we reduce the inflow. Sure. That makes sense. And it's mind-bending to think you're right. I mean, the philosophy of life is so drastically different. Uh, maybe yeah. helping promote the the identity politics that we have. As you mentioned, you're not an individual. Uh, you're well. a group of people based on religion or culture or skin color. Well, yeah, but, but the identity politics is actually a form of Western individualism. It's actually a moralistic creed in which we have absolute rights and wrongs and we assign one group priority over other groups. Mm. That's actually individualist. That actually represents the moralism of the West. So the threat isn't actually from the advocates who want identity politics. It's from all the groups that they represent who are mostly just engaging in survival. Sure. They're not part of the the identity the politics yeah. uh, struggle. They are, in fact, they are actually the problem, but they're not part of the individualist struggle. If they were indeed, then uh, the situation would be even worse than it is now. Yeah, I love it. It's a lot of stuff we gotta we gotta chew on and think yeah. about for a while. It's Professor yep. Lawrence Mead. I appreciate the time very much, my friend. We gotta get you back on again here real soon. Okay. Hey, appreciate that very much. A lot of great information there. Let's break that one down when we come back here on the Voice of Reason. One more segment left here on a Monday post Christmas here on the Voice of Reason. Say the here. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, I tell you, have I mentioned that this show is the fastest radio show in radio all over the country, multiple stations plus the TV, just wham, bam, done, and Lawrence Mead, professor from the University of New York, also a contributor to Town Hall with his piece. Thanks again to his contribution. Great conversation, really something to think about. Now, again, uh, I know that the left is going to do, again, the virtual signaling and going to go on the attack. I mean, oh, you don't like their culture. No, it's not the truth. That's not the truth at all. I love different cultures. I love different ideas. I love different life philosophies. But there's a structure in America, the flow that we have, the understanding of who you are within society, what you're capable of doing within society, the opportunities this society gives you as an American culture that needs to be preserved because right now we're starting to lose that. It's starting to slip away when we have that victimized mentality. And I'm not saying this is from the uh, immigrants coming in in any way, shape, or form. This is coming from the left who like to play this because it's so much easier than just doing the damn job or actually being able to reach and succeed and be open to failing if you do try to reach your goals. But instead of just saying, no, society's keeping me down, society's keeping me down because of the identity politics, because of whatever, because I view the world differently, enjoy it. We are the great, most gracious, loving, welcoming country on the face of the earth. And if you don't believe that, go to another country and see how they treat you if you are a little bit different. I'm just throwing it out there. Do we have our flaws? Absolutely, we have our flaws. Do we need to work on them and try to fine-tune them? Absolutely, we do. But overall, for an imperfect uh, thing that we are as a human species, this is the most perfectly imperfect society that we can possibly make uh, based on the restrictions. And it's because of the restrictions of government, because of the restrictions on the ruling class, to allow us as the individuals in society to flourish and make our own decisions which is why this has been such a battle and a fight nonstop to try and live our life the last year and a half because of COVID-19, because of the ever-increasing government restrictions. It's still out there for anybody that can think of a single thing that you can do in your life that is not taxed, that is not uh, licensed, that is not regulated, that is not controlled, let me know. You can't drive the car unless the car's been approved. You can't buy the gas unless the gas has been approved by the government. You can't wear your T-shirt unless the government's been approved by the FDA to say that it's safe to have without chemicals in it for you to go and buy it in the store. You can't do anything. You can't collect uh, rainwater in half the states now because that's the government's property. That's how insane the world has become. 
And again, it goes back to the first segment of the show, the virtue signaling to where do we know how to fight it or are we just going to do a hashtag on social media to try and counter it and then people call us conspiracy theorists? Or are we willing to actually stand up and just say, no, I'm living my life the way I want to. You can't do anything about it. And when enough people do that, the government is powerless. The control they try to say that they have on you, they don't. It's like the Matrix. It's the system, which, again, I highly recommend the new Matrix movie if you haven't seen it as we watch that over the weekend. But that's exactly what the system is. They try to control you. They try to keep you at ease. And as soon as you stop saying okay and just going along with it, you say no. And enough people do that. They can't do it. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? When enough states say we're not going to control and actually uh, impose these vaccine mandates federally, when enough states say we're not going to raise the taxes, when enough states say we're not going to sign on to this socialist program, when enough states say we're not going to sign on to a national uh, popular vote for the elections, when we say we're not going to abide by your H.R. 1 or H.R. 3 or whatever the hell it is now, the new election bill, centralization of elections, when we say we're, just, we're not abiding by it, what are you going to do? Oh, are you going to pull your funding for the program? Okay, we're just not going to use that program. We're going to find a statewide program, which is the way it's supposed to be done in the first place. Any type of quote-unquote safety net, which I laugh at that term, safety net. It's a safety net to protect the, the less fortunate. Really? How well does that work out when emergencies happen? How long did it take them to get bottles of water to the Astrodome after Hurricane Katrina? It was in the weeks, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, it took them weeks for FEMA to actually get down there and get water. Talk about a safety net. You have to do it on your on your own as an individual. You're looking to the future to create your own business, to flourish and grow, to be able to excel at your own personal, individual level. Makes your community better, makes your family better, makes your neighbors and friends better because they do the same thing. They see the opportunities. And when all of you grow, you did it without the government. You were able to make your community a better place. You were able to help less fortunate people by hiring them onto your business as employees or to get them to do the same thing. And guess what? The positivity and the love spreads all over the place. Talking about holding hands, singing Kumbaya and being the hippie. Yeah, you know what? We can do that and we can do it without the government because we have the opportunity to excel ourselves. That's how you wrap up a post-Christmas celebration. And that's the momentum that we need to take into 2022 by taking back the Congress when it comes to the midterm elections, by not abiding by the ridiculous, absurd intrusion that the government has on us and us living our lives as happy, flourishing, prosperous individuals in the United States of America. And if you don't like it, you can just get out. So that's what <laughs> that's what it's all about. Podcast up in a little bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.